Hello, everyone, and welcome to the currently unnamed music podcast. Um, <laughs> we had a name. What happened? <laughs> okay, it's not confirmed, but uh, it's not confirmed yet. Uh, I'm your host Elias, and we're going to discuss all music-related things. And so the basic format is going to be every week we have some sort of main topic, uh, whether it's a guest interview, news story. Today it's going to be an album review. And then uh, once we're done with that, we might have some other topics to um, also go into. So before we get into it, let's introduce our lovely cast. So we have Liam to my left. Hello. We have Dante. Yo, man, what's up? Luke. Yo. Elijah. Present. And on Discord, gang, we have Shane. Yeah. And Ian. Yeah, <laughs> yeet. That's that's the perfect introduction for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So, firstly, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it. So we're going to be reviewing the new album by Taylor Swift, of course, right? It's, it's, I mean, genuine. It's, 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 it's an honest like, classic. Uh, it's a classic. It. It's a classic. Let's get it. Let's just, let's just, no, let's just let's just. Do a le- hard left turn. Let's just get after it. Wait, is that, is that not why we're here? I, I thought that was the whole... That, I mean, that's the only reason why it came. All so. right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. All right, the Tool album, Fear Inoculum. What are our general thoughts? What did people think? I liked it. I thought it was good. Brilliant. Brilliant? Uh, okay. Masterpiece. Before, before we get into the heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, I just want to say... Uh, so, I assume I probably... The only person here is not a fan tool. Give it to us in like, give it to us in like five words. Well, no, I'm gonna give it to you in five words. I just want to make it known that I'm not a. You <laughs> can't, general, so you're, you're general. not actually a fan of tool. I'm not a fan of tool. Never liked them or anything. Uh, not that, just like. I, just I, I mean, like. I didn't hate them, but I wasn't. I, I didn't dig them. You know. Okay. It didn't sure. wash for me, but for sure. I'm gonna say for this album. I kind of liked it. That's cool. That's I gave, cool. I, you know, I kind of liked it. I, huh. I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I kind of like it. Sure. Judging by other two albums, though, out of, that you can range. I mean, it? I never listened to a whole two album. Oh, no, actually, we we have okay. Yeah, we should we should clarify. Who here has listened to Tool's discography? I have. I have. Yep. Okay. So, so majority of people other than me. So. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. My overall opinion of this two album, as well as I thought it was good. Obviously, it's it's gonna be good. They spent a long time. I don't know if they spent all thirteen years making this, but. Not my favorite album. That's that's what my point is. I I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone here who's who did think this was their favorite album? Mm, my, no. You're Ian? Ian? Really? really? It's my. Yeah. So out of the whole catalog, this is your favorite. Yes. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. Oh, we can we can get back to that point. We can get back to that. Uh, back to that kind of uh, area later. No, let's can... dive in, Ian. Why was it your Why is it your favorite album? I, yeah, I'm interested. Let's in give us uh, the... because because it it feels like this is the same as basically every album in one one. There's one way that it's the same as every album. Every other album had more tracks, but if you if you look at the lengths of each album, they're basically the same. I don't know why this one. Um, because I feel like in every single song in this album, there's like a midway point where it shifts. Almost every song. There's a midway point where it shifts. And I feel like they, the, the record company literally could have just split the songs oh. right there. Yeah. Gave it two different names. And, and, and half of the people who are mad at this album would be a lot happier. Could you clarify- just because there's more tracks. I don't get why people would be mad. They should be, they should be mad. Could you clarify what you mean by midway shift? Like through each song? 
Like, what do you mean? Like, you feel like the but tone of the song? He meant the album. The album actually does kind of shit. The album feels like... It feels... No, well, no, not the album. Each track. Oh. Each track itself feels like it's it starts low. Or it starts, it starts low, gets high, goes low again, gets high, goes low again, and then gets high at the end, and then either fades out or ends abruptly. Actually, I kind of disagree, because I thought, like, the first, okay, so the first track, the opening to it, I felt was, like, a film score. I felt like a really beautiful, just, like, I like something awesome was about to happen. That's how I felt about most tracks, yeah. And, like, the, the beginning is, like, bam, this is a great, like, hook. It gets you right in, and then all of a sudden... one of my favorites. And then all of a sudden, like, it kind of goes through this kind of whatever kind of tone in the middle da, 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 and it's like okay whatever but then the end parts are like really just like and then it plays it real well towards the end i always feel like the middles for these tracks are just always it's either the middle sucks for me in my opinion i think not sucks okay that's a strong yeah. word uh it's not it's this is not as great as the opening promised it would be it's just two different tones and it honestly it feels like disjointed a lot of times Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I kind of got sidetracked because you asked me why this is my favorite album, and and I kind of talked about it, but didn't really. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about time. What's your five-word uh, my favorite, answer? <laughs> my five-word answer is I I like that all songs are long. Okay. <laughs> he could he could he could go in more depth why why it's his favorite. That, yeah. This is like. I feel like I could do an activity while this, like, I, I love listening to the album as a whole. If I've got a lot of time, that's what I'm going to do. But I feel like I could, like, pick one song and do an entire activity. Because it is and the it would just be that song. I, I, I can kind of see that. But here, here's here's also one point I have for, like, one of the reasons why I, I honestly, this wasn't my favorite. Because Lateratus obviously is going to be my favorite album because... I can literally listen to every song and not be mad. I can literally just be engaged with it. On other albums, I can be like, okay, I can skip this song for now. Or like, I can be like, okay, I can move on to this one because I want to hear, like, mm-hmm. hell yeah. This album, I couldn't really feel with that. Of course, there's still great songs. So, hold on, I, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me. There's still great. You're a huge fan of Fioptiopiad? Yeah, dude. That song of just static at the end of Lateralis. But hey, it's more than static. Obviously, there's some songs that are literally 13 minutes long at the very end. Freaking like 10,000. I can't remember. Well, I mean, but like, no animal is third eye. I actually, the, uh, another reason I like this album is I, is most of the the transition the, the transition tracks. I actually like them. No, I no, I agree. I really like because it, oh. it was uh, kind of like I a, like. It was like a break. It, it literally felt like a break, do you mean like, like the, a mental break. Do you mean the mushroom tracks? Like, where it's like, you gotta be high to listen to this shit? Well, no, oh, I mean, absolutely. To me, to me, I, 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 that, that's, that's the one thing I was kind of mad I wasn't in Amsterdam when this album came out, is that, is that, oh my god, those on mushrooms would be absolutely insane. I think, are you referring to, I think it's, I have it right here, it's Legion Inoculum? Actually, I like that one a lot. That was my second favorite that track. That was a very interesting track. Was that the second track? Or the third track? It's the one where he like, it's, so he like repeats, bless this immunity. Yeah, he like repeats it. It has the same track like, from Fear Inoculum, his vocal track, and it just has a bunch of ambient yeah. sounds playing. Through. I think well, I liked that one. I, what I liked about it, it's it's like a palate cleanser. It's 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 setting you up for the next song because you just heard this 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 whole other like digestion of a track, 
and then you kind of slate the, you clean the slate, and then it prepares you for another thing. It's like a dish you're about to tool, eat. Tool does that. I think yeah, we should yeah, hear. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, we should, hear, I think we should hear, hear from Liam and yeah. then Eric next uh, because I haven't heard. We should get everyone's opinion on this. So Liam, what, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, so I want to come in here and say that especially with, with the, this point. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So with fear and Occam as a whole, however, with particularly what Dante and Ian have brought up, I think that's the most important to focus on with this album. Because with me and with Fear Inoculum, like I like the other Tool records because between the the mainstay tracks and the trend like the transition tracks slash like the weird like you gotta be high to listen to this shit kind of thing, <laughs> like I feel like with the other albums it's like way more cohesive and easier to just like digest as an experience. But right? I feel like with Fear Inoculum, like I I didn't quite get it all the way through. Like I feel like the uh, the two transition tracks, Chocolate Chip Trip and uh, Legion, like you guys were talking about. Those two are really the good. On that. Yeah, the exactly, drums exactly. Yes. But, the, drum, the drums but, on but Chip are so good. They are really good. Like, However, the other two transition tracks, I really did not get anything out of them. Like, e like even during the first listen, I was like, oh, okay, this is, you know, it's doing its thing. It's coming after the other track, so it's like you get a moment to think about it. However, I, I like music. I like, I like what Tool does, where they just have a meditative moment in the middle of the song. So with... Um, the other two, yes, like with the other two transition tracks, I felt like it was, they were just a little redundant because everything else was so long anyways. It was just like, I don't need this much of a breather from it, Yeah, in my opinion. Like, that was my biggest gripe with the album. Yeah, the first interlude I thought was super boring. Exactly, yeah, but I agree the, with that. the second interlude I liked, and then the last track was just kind of, what like yeah, this, I, I yeah okay the last the last track's the one thing i do have a little bit of yeah. beef with i i do not understand it whatsoever especially yeah. since you I came out this awesome really good track yeah. and then when all i of a was you have this weird <laughs> static track at the end i mean it would have been well, cool I was... like in between I... songs but like it doesn't work well as an outro it feels like they just threw some random shit exactly to like, yeah when i was when i when I was smoking outside earlier and listening to it, I was trying to like somehow put some meaning to it, and and I had something, and then I was just like, no, nah, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you know it's like mm, maybe I'm giving this too much credit. Yeah. That's that's the one. That's the one thing. <laughs> Eric, do you have any points on uh, this specific topic or as the album in a whole? Oh, Shane, sorry, I thought I heard Eric. Oh, Eric can't Eric. Yeah, hey, Eric, Eric, Eric was gonna be here, but... Eric, Eric can't join us, sorry, Shane. Are we switching over to me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Eric, what are your thoughts? I mean, I liked... Uh, like, there, there wasn't really a single... Like, there was never a single bad track on the album. I, I like... What, like, the tracks... Uh, have been sorted into, like, the ones I liked and the ones that are pretty meh. Yeah, I, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, at one point, I kind of felt like uh, the tracks themselves, like, I mean, I like clearly they don't have, they don't have to like segue into one another to be cohesive, but like, I, I felt like each track was just like as like a sudden individual epic. I can kind of see that too. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, to be do, honest, yeah. does anyone yeah. think? Does anyone think they actually spent like? A lot of time in between some of these songs because it may feel like that it may it, it, to some people it may not to some other people i just want to know when you say like time that. in between you like no. they, they made they made like three songs and they probably and like assuming they took like two years and then they made the honestly i think that's a possibility because yeah. all of them are now more like affluent I and think... doing their own thing yeah. especially maynard especially maynard as yeah, a, as like... especially but i just wanted to go around the table or around the discord call and see if anyone thinks that because i kind of felt like i that. think calling 
Calling Voices was definitely written later. That that's the I think that's the one track that I could identify as being written later than the other ones. But I think all the other ones shared at least some themes. I mean, I don't I don't know because I don't know the history behind this album because I didn't follow it very much. The only way you reason I even know of this existence because you guys are all like, oh, this album is coming out, it's coming out, guys. You guys got really hyped about it. Well, because I'm not a Tool fan. Okay, sure. Yeah, so it's like even right now, I think recently, like it's beating the Taylor Swift album. It is. Taylor Swift album came out. Afterwards, mm-hmm. like a week ago or something. I think. So. No, I, I think it know. came out before. Um, like a week it came before. out before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, because wasn't Slipknot number one, and then Taylor Swift. Yeah, Slipknot. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it was really cool. good. <laughs> and then the, that's right. The Taylor Swift album came, and this is. I, still I am so songs. proud of this community. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your opinion on that? Oh, um, on between like the length of song, do you th- agree with that or not? Um, I, it's kind of hard to say right now. I I still want to go back to the album and like actually try to put a more cohesive idea behind it. But that's like kind of the thing with this album. It's like with the other four albums, I get a cohesive idea right away. With this album, like I feel like it's still setting in. Like way slower oh, than the other I, albums. I I actually wanted to go back to that cohesive idea thing you were talking about. I could argue that that one album that they've made that was much less cohesive was Enema. Oh yeah. sorta of, yeah. And, 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 and Enema was all it's over the place. Anima. Well, well, sure, but it is. I will say Anima. No, no, no. The A and the E are together to his forehead. No, but this letter is in the fucking Danish language. I know how it's pronounced. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Dane. This is why people make fun of Tool fans, guys. It's A. This is why I don't listen to it. The A and the E together is pronounced as if you say you literally just say the letters at the same time. It's eh. Okay. Uh, that's nice. So it'd be anima. Okay, that's nice. I'm glad we got that sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think the main thing I would say is uh, I compare Tool a lot of times to Terrence Malick. If you don't know who Terrence Malick is, he directed films like Tree of Life and uh, New World and Okay, I know New World. So films that are like still still none of that's n- oh, okay. How about you point. fucking let, let me talk? So just let, yeah. let me finish this point. Uh, I let you talk for like practically a whole thirty minutes. We don't so. need to <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so it's. So my main thing is Terrence Malick, he oftentimes shoots like a 10 hour movie. Mm. He'll shoot that much footage and they'll trim it down to three hours and those three hours feel really long and disjointed. And that's how I feel a lot of times with this album is it feels like they could have got an editor and chopped down maybe half the songs. Oh yeah, I totally agree with that. Like every song in here that was greater than 10 minutes could have been cut down by at least three or four minutes, I think. Yeah, it was like, it just, because if it was three or 10 minutes of like, Everything was really awesome. That'd be awesome. That'd oh, be except too. Tempest. I listened yeah, to that. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's the only track I left alone. Well, but yeah. also but because my, my thing. Sorry, my my main thing with Tempest is that track should have came earlier. I shouldn't have to wait that long for that good of a track. Yeah, yeah. it felt like the entire album was building up to Tempest. Yeah, and that was like why it was <laughs> yeah. at the end. I, I, could, I could argue for Invincible being here, just as good as a track. Here's um, a point that's kind of like addressing everything that you guys have said about Tool so far is. A common pattern with Tool that you can actually see through almost all of their albums is each of their songs is kind of an experience in itself. There's always a beginning, a middle, and an end, which yeah. always calls for, I guess, can justify the length of each song, usually mm-hmm. them being around like 10 minutes. But, you know, someone someone made a point that like the middle chunks of most of these songs, they felt like they kind of dipped in quality. Mm. And then, of course, the ending at least in my opinion, I thought the endings to most of these songs 
were pretty decent. All some of them were really good. Some of them were kind of like, okay, yeah, that was that was a tool song. That was okay. I okay, I actually have something to say there because I actually think that maybe this album's greatest weakness when you bring that up, when I think about it, is that there could have been a moment where it could have been like on lateralis, like parable to parabola, mm -hmm. like two oh. tracks that are like obviously related, but like they didn't do anything like that. Like they didn't like try to bring up like an idea and like play it like they did on parable to parabola. They they just kind of. To be fair, right? every idea the went whole straight to album it. was based off of that idea, though. Of, really? Like, huh. like, well, like for instance, like ladder, like I want to, I want to finish these points, like these points, but I feel like their whole premise of the album. Don't, don't, like, don't rush this. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, what was the? Were you continuing with your point, though? Uh, I was going to let him. Okay, sorry, uh -huh. go ahead. Well, there, can, can I, 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 I just, I just like, like Lateralis, sorry. I do, I do. We can make next episode a Lateralis series. Can I talk about something he was... You guys said that it died off in the middle, and I don't, I don't really understand where you're coming from, so, from there, because so, I felt like every single time I was listening to a song, and then I... And then I it, it, most of the time, when I heard a part that I really liked, and I went down to look at what part of the song it was at, it was almost always in the middle. Uh, middle was my least favorite. Eight part. minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah, seven minutes. Nine minutes. I was. I actually. No, was... Yeah, no. I noticed the opposite because I would be driving and listening to this album, and every time that I turned to my phone and was like, "All right, this song's getting kind of boring," it was like right at the five minute mark every yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> I can agree. With I, that. Think my, that, I think my yeah. main issue with this album is it felt like kind of a chore. A little uh, bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like I was listening to it. And I'm like, okay, okay. I would say, and then also my least favorite part was the guitar. Like I thought, interesting. It was, I thought that was one of my. No, I think Adam Jones phoned it in. Yeah, I think Adam Jones. There's some solos oh, that was like, hold on, yeah. hold on. No, no, seriously. Like, no, seriously. No, 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 no. He can do better than this. This is the bite of the team. This is the bite of the call so much. This is the bite of the call. Okay, I see Liam's on my side. Elias is like kind of on my side. I'm kind of on your side. <laughs> hey, I, I, have to be, I have to be the moderator he, he host. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Um, but, but I okay, thought, wait. okay, like in, in descending, for example, like the guitar effects in that are what make the song. Descending, the guitar in there is very strong. Yes. I will agree. Um, there were some parts, like basically the way I look at this album is like if you if you're looking for an album like Lateralis, which had like a lot oh. of energy and like exciting oh. songs and stuff like that, like. I feel like in order to fully really enjoy this album, I had to look at it from a different mindset of like, this is just kind of music to like, you know, not completely tune out, but just kind of like, let it gel in your head for a little bit, maybe go for a drive or something. Yeah. That was kind of how I well, felt. I thought like the Legion Inoculate made me feel like it was like a Steve Vai track. Like it felt, had that virtuoso feel and that I feel like, okay, that was when the guitar was really at its peak. And I'm like, where the fuck was this for the rest of the album? That yeah, that really issue. is where I'm coming from. Too. And I'm like, yeah. where was this for the rest of the album? Because every track, every riff sounded like it was the same three Whoa. chords like over and over again. Or it was just like chugging along like a gent album. It didn't really, like the drums was the driving part of it. The yeah. bass they could, they, they probably wanted The guitar to didn't feel like that way at all. It felt like mechanic. Like I was feel like I was listening to like a robot make music, to be honest. Here, yeah. a lot of times. Here's, here's something to kind of um, address what you're saying. Um, so you mentioned Steve Vai, you know Steve Vai, yeah. incredible guitarist, virtuoso. Um, Tool, I would say, and most Tool fans could agree, is what Tool is very well known for is they're very solid together. Like as a, I don't think there is one person that outshines yeah. anyone else in that band. All of them are just very well, good musicians, and they just they sound really well together. Each, um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. 
What I was trying to say is that, is that in in different songs they focus on different instruments. If they if they focus at all, some songs are just like every instrument is basically doing the same thing, including the vocals. The vocals are always treated as an instrument and tool. And I mean, even... and I don't know if and I don't know if everyone knows this. The way Tool writes their songs is they is they write, record, and 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 partially mix the entire instrumental. And then Maynard starts writing the lyrics. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, Raynard hears the song before any lyrics are thought of or anything. So they have their own creative process. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's the entire band. It, he waits for everything to be together before he can basically add the last piece. They're pieces to a whole. I remember my point. Um, you were saying how you felt like the guitar felt lackluster in certain parts. Yeah. Um, that could be true, but I would urge that the perspective when you're listening to a Tool album be, how do they all sound together? Because I think that's what they're trying to go for. I don't think they ever try to have a moment where it's like, fuck yeah, the guitarist is going ham right now. I would, everyone I mean, else is kind of toned down. Like I mean, I wasn't expecting... I mean, that happened... I wasn't expecting... That happened with the drums a couple times. It did, well, I mean, yeah, yeah but that's the drum because Danny Carey's just fucking crazy. I think the drums really outshined everybody, really, because uh, like as a whole. No, no, the bass, the bass was okay, insane. This well, actually, the, the bass, bass, the bass. Was, was where was the bass, bass this whole time? The bass was good, but it wasn't good as the drum <laughs> um, But what I was trying to say was the bass uh, okay. drove most of the songs. Wait, I well, disagree wait, with that completely. I didn't even notice the bass like at all. Yeah, exactly. What the, the hell? Was it was um. The bass is exact is is everything that I noticed. It was either Fear Inoculum or Numa. I think they had like a bass rift in the very beginning, and it was very strong. But it, there was—I will have to say—and agree with you guys that there wasn't ever any other noticeable mm. part in the album mm -hmm. where it was like, "Yeah, the bass is kind of outshining right now." It's the—it's the driving force. I didn't have that thought. To me, the yeah. drums was the driving force, and to me, to be honest, uh, like I was saying, like as a whole, like even as a whole, I felt, it, like I said, like we felt like a robot making music. It felt very. Monotonous. Yeah, they definitely borrowed a lot from their other albums. They made it sound like a Tool album, so I can see how you... Yeah, I, I just, to me, I was like, I, I don't have that expectancy of, oh, 13 years, can't wait. So I'm listening to this as a person who's like, just, okay, what's this? Right, uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. It's a different perspective. Uh -huh. Okay, so what... But again, so you have... I mean, you, again, you haven't listened to the other albums. I don't have to. If, okay, if you, but I oh, wait. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. No, no, Hang on. Before we continue, someone just joined the call. My friend Richard. What's up? You you here? What is up, my dude? Yo, 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 yo. You joined a very heated part of the table. Okay. joined the war table. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. I just kind of joined in and then got ear raped. That was great. Can we talk about how awesome Tempest is? Oh boy! Yeah, let's just yes. talk about that. You know what's kind of weird? Yeah. I think I've only oh, listened to Tempest once or twice, Oof. and I can't recall much about it. So maybe we could pull that. That's when. Later. Uh, that's when Maynard Maynard's vocals are most aggressive, like flat out. Like, oh yeah. The vocal, the vocal hooks hard. are. I've just been listening to this like on my way to and back from work. Oh. Because like you know four or five tracks. Then yeah. Dumb. Okay. But I think when I when it gets around to Tempest, I've only hit it like once or twice. Cause yeah, you you have to sit down and like focus on that track because it starts off very intense and then it slows down unlike the other tracks and the album actually starts out pretty energetic and then slows down and then speeds back up for sure yeah kind of thing 
Okay, so now we're going to take a quick break and listen to the song Tempest just to get it fresh in our minds. So uh, we're going to pause the recording and come back. <laughs> All right. Damn. Best song, right? That was pretty good. Uh, I, um, I will have to agree. Pretty dope. That was, I think that was the first time I listened to it and I was really paying attention to like what was being said and the instrumental prowess of the tool. Right. I, I, I just, this is what I wish was the opening track. Like combine the intro from the opening track and this together, I think it would have been like a beautiful combination that would have hooked me like even deeper into the, the album. And I think it would really would have made me like, like, cause I said it was early, like I was saying earlier, I feel like a chore to listen to. I think if that was the opening track, I felt like, okay, not so much of a chore mm-hmm. to get to this one good track rather than that was a great track. Okay, the rest is okay, but I, I still love that first great track. So if you hooked me in easier, I think it would have been, that, yeah. that track also, the the lyrics were cohesive enough to understand the message, or at least, you know, everyone's going to have a different interpretation of the message of that song. But yeah. the message, it sounds like, I wrote a bunch of notes, but it sounds like it's talking about how, from the perspective of someone who thinks that people can't change or people can't become something else, like, oh, you're, you've done this, you're a sinner, you've caused this over and over. There's no way, there's no hope for you. You're going to be like this for the rest of your life. And I think that's a really cool thing to include at like maybe the beginning of an album yeah. where the lyrics and the message of a song is very cohesive as well. Yeah. Fear Inoculum, like as a beginning track, I think that song is about like accepting fear or something. Like it's about like, you're going to be fearful, accept <laughs> it so you can get over it. But even then, like it wasn't that, like it took a while to think. This, it was kind of yeah. easy to understand the song. Yeah, it, well, not even just easy, it was also just easy to, like... Be engaged in the entire way. Yeah. And also, yeah. like, this song is long, but I don't feel like... That's like 15 like, minutes. That's 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's the longest song on the album, but it doesn't but feel like it It, it feels like five minutes, and I'm yeah. like... And yeah. I, but it feels like a beautiful five minutes that I enjoy, but then you realize, oh, shit, that was 15 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's Tool as it should be. That's classic Tool And right then there. that opening track, I was like, this is too long for an opening <laughs> track. And Every that was song like, yeah, that's that was not Tempest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but what, no, I, what, experience, what I love about this one the most is, like, it starts off as this beautiful, like, stargazing kind of fairy tale during, like, Almost Sitar-esque. Yeah. Sitar, but, but also, it's, got, it's not like Legend of Zelda. Like, the opening of Legend of Zelda is very beautiful. It's very lush. Mm-hmm. And then you take the sword out of the thing, and it's like, Welcome to hell! hell. Here's yeah. Yeah, it's like, here's Ganon, bitch. Yeah. You're going on this And they're going on this fucking journey. It's like the riverboat, it's like the riverboat ride in Charlie <laughs> Chocolate. Charlie Chocolate Factory Experiments in the Inferno, where it's like, it started off of it. It's, oh, look at this chocolate factory. Now you're in hell. Welcome to my riverboat ride, bitch. And it's and then you and then it book ends it at towards the end with that same kind of opening riff where it ha- feels like the, the the exorcist kind of fairy tale you know kind of feeling. It has that thing where it book ends it and you feel like you completed the journey, the hero's journey, and it's and it feels just so whole. And the little like the little I I don't know what it is. I guess the the bell or the guitar at the end where it's like that percussive thing. Yeah, the percussive, and it it feels like it's the end of the journey. It's beautiful. Too bad that's that track at the end comes right after it. <laughs> yeah, it just it brings nothing to the table. No, yeah. I think the again, touching back on lyrics, uh, from the intro of the song, it's talking about like that whole build up where you see he, apparently he's saying keep keep calm and at the very end when the heaviness kicks in where shit hits the fan, he says, Fuck, here we go again. Yeah. I think that personifies very well or describes the transition from that very beautiful intro between like 
it's very light on the guitar and very light and percussive. Um, I don't even know what that instrument is that like the percussionist is using, but it sounds really nice. Yeah. And it sounds really nice in between the guitar and that. And then as soon as he says, fuck, here we go again, guitar gets really heavy, the drums go ham, and Please it's, just it's telling a story. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, Elias, what's your, what's your, I want to know your yeah, thoughts. What's, what's your take on it? I just can't stop thinking about the gent breakdown right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Holy well, shit. Yeah, but like it's done correctly, too. Like, yes. Like, I feel like with the other tracks, when it starts, like, slowing down and going, like, dun 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 and but, like, it's not complete. It's not like literal jet. Like Adam Jones is still doing his Adam Jones thing during it, but it still feels like it's just kind of going through the motions. At least with Tempest, like when it's when it, like it when it's still being heavy, but like it's like slowing down like that. Like you feel like you have a reason to. And part of it, part of it is the lyrics, but I also feel like part of it is just the pacing of the song. Like it just for sure. it comes in at the right time. Yeah, and props to the percussionist for laying down that. Laying down the entire time. Oh yeah, oh, like, oh, the entire the entire song performance. Yeah, it, the percussion, the bass, like you were saying earlier, like as a team, they were like they're together as they're a team. very strong. This is this track that I feel like was as the team really pushed it forward. It really, it shows how great they they sound together. Yeah, and there isn't a moment where I felt like one person outshined the other. It just felt like that's tool. It just felt like as a whole, like look at what we could do. <laughs> yeah. So. And uh, bringing back to the point that was made earlier about, like, I even asked, like, what point the song is this? Because I just wanted to realize, like, there wasn't one point, like, in other songs where you're at the middle of it, you're like, okay, you know, <laughs> there's there wasn't one point of that in that song. And like like I said, a 15-minute song literally felt like a five-minute song. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, like, that is a feat within itself, you right. know? Yeah. And, like, that that's probably why it, it will be the best song in this album. And I don't think it, it will change for the next couple times I do listen to this album, mm-hmm. it, that probably won't change. Was this the single for this album? Or? No. No. Oh, no. it should have been. It should have been. Yeah. The single was Fear Inoculum, right? Yeah. Really? That one came yeah. out like a week ago. Uh, if you thought the best song on the album as a single, then like... It's just, I, it's it would have sold little... better, man. Well... Well, it already sold pretty well. I mean, it's already sold <laughs> for the Relic because of all the fans are like, yeah, fine. it's like Half-Life 3. If Half-Life 3 came out, it would be the biggest game of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, keep it in mind, <laughs> I actually didn't listen to Tool before like two, like, two years ago. And I, I didn't even like really know about that. So people that it was like were... 2015, though, wasn't it? Okay, well, 2015. Yeah. But like, to, to but I was still musically inclined, and yeah, so yeah. to be like, oh, like I'm gonna listen to this whole thing. But so you caught people, up to the whole tour. Exactly yeah. for people that are new and experiencing it, it I think definitely they will just drive into that more. Wait, offline <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Anyway, yeah. Definitely. Well, did I ever tell you that my friends actually uh, went to college with the guitar player? Oh really? So, yeah, he was well, not dormant. Like they had the same classes together. So. What college was that? Uh, Chicago. I forgot what fucking Chicago. Chicago. So you know Matt, right? Matt, the dude that looks like me with long hair. Maybe. Yeah. Why? Well, he went to college with him. So. Wait. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> yeah, I know a bunch of people who uh, who know Avenged Sevenfold just because they were like in Huntington Beach yeah. and they went wow. to I yeah, think no. yeah I think they went to um, like either either Newport Harbor or Edison or one of those. Oh, what was that? Huntington Beach High School. Yeah, they went to Huntington Beach High School. One of my old guitar or one of my old guitar teachers uh, through MMT went to high school with them. Nice. I I've seen I've seen the twins from Garden, like four times. <laughs> like, Wait, who's it? The Garden, the band, the Garden. Oh, I don't know. The, it's not the biggest band ever, but like, 
they went to Clam Fog Knot and really shit like that, and you could just see them. Like, oh, here's a oh how was that? I was going to go to that fest. Oh, I didn't go to this year. Oh, you didn't go? No, 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 no. <laughs> I did not have money for that. Poor <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> but, you know. Well, Unless I want to get elbowed again, I'm... <laughs> Tempest was good. I like Tempest, was Tempest was beautiful. very good. Uh, yeah, the, that actually, I think, what made me feel like I kind of liked the album was, like, that track was, like, made it for me. I mean, yeah. there was other tracks that I liked, but there was, like... But this was definitely the one that was, like... Yeah, this is this is definitely a solid song. This definitely makes me feel like why I I, say I can't hate to it. Mm-hmm. Not my kind of style of music, but this is a track I'm like, yeah, we're good musicians. Yeah. Did you guys see the article that was posted where I I think it was Maynard? He said that like because they've been working on this album the whole time that the hiatus has been happening. Really? So yeah, and so well, sort of. But Maynard said like eight years ago the album already sounded good. Uh, and so I'm wondering. Eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> They've been holding on to this t- since 2011. Yeah. Well, wow. that that's what makes me wonder because he was very vague about it. I'm wondering like w- like what songs were done, what songs were changed, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm wondering if like this, you know, because they were obviously they were second guessing themselves, and that's why it took so Wait, long. Did they have Final Cut on this, or? What do you mean? Like, did they like so uh, Final Cut usually means to, uh, like the band has the artistic say of what. Oh, I I would imagine so. Yeah, I'm not like, sure. So, no, no, so it wasn't like no like uh, studio came in and was like, oh, change some of this around. I don't think so. No. no. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I'm wondering like like which songs you know were the most recent. Which yeah, ones were the ones that, that were sort kind of thing. Of already completed. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I suppose that's something we really won't ever know. I'll yeah. Kind of just determined by how they sound. Mm-hmm. But even then, that's not too much to go off of. <laughs> like, just how like, people want the Snyder cut of Justice League that's like, we want the tool cut for the fucking album. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I also wonder if, like, you know, the fact that they were, like, second-guessing themselves so much, maybe if they had some of the same criticisms that we brought up of, like, a lot of the songs being too long or whatever. Um, or maybe if it was the opposite, maybe the songs were shorter and they thought they needed to be longer. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe, maybe because I, I actually don't know who, who, who's uh, labels on this? Whose label? Mm-hmm. Did they did they literally record this producers themselves? Um, because they need they do need someone to ship it, and so essentially what I was thinking is, <laughs> I don't know if it, if it's like, hey, you need to keep up with the times. You do need to actually release your music online to actually pro- pro- like produce this Why? more 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 sales because it wasn't even on iTunes. You yeah, know? like yeah. that. That's why I was. Well, the to iTunes thing. I mean. I think it was kind of like they did that at the beginning of the month to promote the album, right? Of course. But yeah. what, what I'm saying is like for like production uh, companies, RCA label records. companies to actually... RCA. RCA. Are, okay. They're, okay, they're actually really cool. That, okay, that makes sense. They're a pretty cool company. So I'm trying to think. It's like... I'm trying to say, then, did they get Final Cut on this? Because I just... RCA, it, usually they, they have a lot of artists do, do free will a lot, but also at the same time, it it can it, well back then it was it, it was really controlling. I, I can't say for now because I, I know like Voids they do RCA and they're totally indie, you yeah. know. And like, but they but also RCA releases stuff in Japan, you know. And they yeah. also that's totally strict. So I don't know if it's totally free formed, but I know they are a really good label. They're one of the better labels. I feel like if you're established, you you will get more say. Yeah, because because uh, a lot of labels now will have like more say on what you do and what you think and things like that like even universal like i was listening to snoop Dogg. you're talking about like like rappers now like newer rappers if they want to go to the club after a show they have to pay like a fee just to go to the Mm -hmm. club they have to do all these other things just to live their lives 
and do these things to promote their image. So it's, you know, the labels controlling every little aspect. But if you're more like, say, Snoop Dogg or say, like, Tool, I feel like maybe it's not so much because, you know, like... They have a lot of years. Okay. Yeah, it's like they got clout behind them. They got followers. It's like, you know, when uh, Quentin left uh, the Weinstein company mm-hmm. and wanted to make Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and he told Sony, like, I get Final Cut in this movie. And everyone was like, yeah, you're fucking Quentin Tarantino, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. So I feel like with maybe the tool, they definitely probably had more Final Cut. And, and probably, and, and you know what? Even then, that like you saying that, probably the production company wanted hands on on it, you know. And then they, tool knowing that they wanted this album to be perfect, they would go to they would go to label. The label producer will produce it, mix it however they like, and then like no, I, we don't want that. Move on. You yeah. Know? Then five years later, then it goes to the eight year mark. It was like, oh, it's sounding good. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, the label wants you to release it on iTunes. We don't want that. Right. Yeah. So there probably could have been comment pushing polling aspects that entire time. Yeah. And and like I said, it brings me back to the point. It's like, did were all these songs made on the same like time? Like I don't know. Well, actually, I will chime in there and say that um, one thing I have heard is that the riff for Tempest actually has been like like actually has been written for, like for a long time, like ever since um. 1996 or 1997, like around the time Anima came out, mm-hmm. like that. Actually, Adam Jones had that riff since like 1996, and they just he never figured out a way to like implement it. Into yeah, it. implement it really well until now. So it maybe also could be a matter of like we have so much of this stuff we've been sitting on for like 20 years now. Like, how do we? How, how are we even gonna get it all like yeah. into a great experience? Like that can be really. That's probably the most difficult thing you could do in music. It's really like, challenging. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of this album has been like kind of like an under the hood experience, like from the last twenty years of like their writing just kind of coming about in its own way. Mm-hmm. Well, it paid off pretty well. well yeah, it's paid mean, off well though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> especially financially. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, this is just like our opinions of how we feel because basically critics and fans alike have all pretty much priced it on the same level. Because like every. I hear read about it in any magazine or online website. It's always like seven stars, seven stars, seven, like seven out of seven or ten out of ten. And then for this album, yeah, that's what I've seen. like. Every time I was trying to like look up see other people's points and reviews, and like, well, not YouTubers, but let's say like the music critics, the ones who are like, paid. yeah, because the only one I'm familiar with is Pitchfork, and they gave it like a five. Bad. They gave it a bad. Yeah, Pitchfork and and, well, and then Fantano also gave it a negative. Well, review. what what's their reviews on other stuff? They're probably harsher than St. Louis critics, so that's I actually true. yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is a good thing, I think. Which is like like that's why like I always like Roger Ebert versus every other uh, reviewer or Pauline Kael because anytime a movie came out that a lot of people loved, they were like, I didn't like this film. <laughs> yeah. Like Pauline Kael said, I didn't like the sound of music. I thought it was kind of bad. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's like a classic now. Yeah, no, it's 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 praised. Well, I mean, it was praised at the time. It was one of the highest grossing films of, of that time, and then. Still to this day, people come back to it. You know, uh, I saw the stage production; it was completely sold out. It's like so, but Pauline Kael at the time, who respectable film critic, and she was just like, I, I don't know, guys, I, I don't know how to feel about this. Does she still feel that way? I mean, she's, she's dead, dead now. now. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. Know. I, I've, ne- I've never heard. Well, that I mean, some reviews have changed things like that. Like Roger Ebert at the time said he didn't like the Big Lebowski, but now he looks back and is like, I was wrong. Mm. I was wrong. It's, it's a phenomenal film. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need other perspectives to sort of contextualize certain things. Yeah, which is why I hate when people say, "Oh, I hate critics." I'm like, 
Actually, I will chime in on your Roger Ebert point as well, because I feel like that example with the Bill Gabowski, like, that movie is, like, a sensory overload, like, right away. Like, that's the really tricky part of, like, criticizing art in general, is, like, if it tries to make something evocative right away, then, like, your initial opinion is probably going to be a little, uh, like, either just, like, relatively exaggerated or just going to come off, like, really confused. Like, I feel like there's some art that's just very difficult to criticize, and... With Fear Inoculum, I don't know. However, I I definitely feel like some of the tracks on Fear Inoculum, like that are in the middle, are like kind of like the opposite of that. Like they don't try to be evocative, but at the same time, it's it's Tool doing something a little bit. I guess you could say more boring on the surface, but I do think there is something there to it that like is worth delving into. It's just that like it's not like a film where you can just say like oh, that character did that. Like, no, you have to look at the song as an experience. Like, you can't do that with other art forms. Well, I so. mean, I mean, you can do that with film, but for, particularly for music, you really have to really dive in. You really have to... Yeah. Really, uh, I mean, I only listened to the, the album only a couple times, so I think I really have to, to really... To see it even further, I think I'd have to like, give it a few more listens. It's mm-hmm. just the problem is the, there's nothing about it that makes me want to pull in and listen to mm-hmm. it more. It's like when I... Like, there's certain movies I'll watch multiple times to get multiple meanings. Like, when I first time I saw Get Out, I wanted to watch it three more times to really get it or once upon a time in Hollywood. And there's even albums I would do that with, but for this, I was like, it just felt, every time I'd listen to it more, I was like, okay, I'm getting some of it, but it's just, it feels like a chore other than Yeah, I was definitely feeling that way at points, too. Although, like, like here and there, like, probably, like, five times total in the album, like, there's, like, half the track, like, there's between the transition tracks and, like, maybe two or three of the mainstay tracks, like, I do feel like it was meandering too much, but other than that, like, it is kind of weird to think about because I, I, I just love every other Tool release like before this so much. So it's also like, I guess I'm kind of a hard time digesting certain parts of it because it just yeah. feels underwhelming at first. But I also feel like I'm missing something. Here's a question: <laughs> If this album came out, maybe like, but the most recent one was Ten Thousand Days before this one. Was oh, six, right? yeah, yeah. How would you feel about this album if it came out, say, like a year or two later? Like, around that same time where, you know, the Tool train was still very strong. I mean, mm. it's not like it died out too hard. It's just, it's, since then, a lot of different music has come out. Mu- opinions about, like, what's popular has yeah. definitely changed. Hmm. So, it that could affect maybe your opinion or your feelings about this album, just because it's been, like, 13 years since the last one. How would you feel if this album came out, say, not too long since 10,000 Days? Um... I think it would be a little easier to say, like, I, I think it would be a little easier to compare it to other Tool releases, because if it did come out within two or three years of 10,000 Days, it probably, frankly, the production probably would have been better. Like, I still agree with Dante's point, Holly, that there are points where it does feel like a robot completely, especially with the guitar work on this album. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been produced better, actually, if it came out, like, three or four years after the fact of sure. 10,000 Days. That However, that is really for everyone. Yeah, but, well... I mean, oh I, yeah, I mean, I think I think so. compositionally it makes more sense as like a continuation of Ten Thousand Days because if you notice, like, like Lateralis was kind of that perfect blend of like prog and alternative rock and exactly. like energy and that sort of thing, and then Ten Thousand Days was a little bit more like relaxed and introspective, and I think this album takes that even further, and so I think yeah, it, sure. yeah, so I think if it had come out right after Ten Thousand Days, it would like. To me, it would just like make a little bit more sense, and maybe I wouldn't have been as initially like kind of thrown off. For sure, yeah, yeah, I can agree with that and as well. Even though most of the reviews have been positive, from what I've seen as well on Dante's point, there are some people that 
like coming from different genres, especially now today. Because look how look how even just alternative has changed. Every drum set has going to be electronic drum set or something, or always yeah. always synthesizers and keyboards stuff like that. And bring back to your point, like at the time, alternative and like kind of rockish, they blended it and made it perfect in lateratus. Having that gap of time, music does kind of change within like the music instruments and the music how you do adapt to that. You know, like alternative always has synths and electronic beats now behind it. You know, yeah. always. It's pretty much every alternative band's going to really have that. You know, even if alternative bands that didn't have that now have that. Like Silver Sun Pickup's new album was all about that. They never really had that before. They had a keyboard player, but like the electronic drums on some parts were just like, oh, this is now, this is now, we're copying alternative bands now. You know, it's like, they kind of defrayed. Well, actually, I actually kind of like the, the, the electronic parts. Uh, then again, I, I but, like but that, but that's my point. It's like, we kind of are listening to that now, so we're accepting it. Oh, like, the, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm getting it. For some people that are not super, in, well, super into Tool or that are on the fence about Tool and that are listening to today's music a lot, they're not going to be as gripped as much as I think. Right. You know, because, that's uh, a fair point. because it is, music is a little more different now. You know, it, it, even though it's the same format, it's just a little different now. It's, it is. It's very different. Well, it's, nowadays it's sort of like a blend of it. Everything's blending together. It's just like there's no like definitive like, oh, this is one genre, that's one genre. They're all separate. Like country music is combining rap and other, you know. They always, they always have like almost a trap beat now. Too. Yeah, it's it's not, it's, it's there's nothing, there's nothing traditional anymore. Which, depending on your viewpoint on life, it could be good or bad thing. And then, and then imagine like if Johnny Cash was still alive, he released a country album and it didn't have trap beats and stuff like that behind it. Yeah. Some newer people are gonna be like, mm, I'm not gonna listen to it. Yeah. You know, or like, uh, it's good. Someone's like, I'm not gonna be really engaged into it. Yeah. But you know? to to get back to Luke's point, um, I think my like you were just asking if it, if we listened to you. The thing is, I I don't have that attachment. It's so. it's a bit different for you. Yeah. So for me, it's like. Uh, for, uh, I mean, because I didn't know Tool at the time when around like 2006. I was like, what, like 12? <laughs> I did, I was the only thing I was listening to was like yeah. Kids Buck. No, I was listening. <laughs> I was listening like ACDC. That's what I was. My first concert was ACDC Black Eye. So I was like, so oh, I was just getting into rock and roll. I wasn't really like, if you told me what, if you told me a band called Tool, I was like, that's a weird name for a band. Not for sure. Like, yeah, yeah it's, not, it's actually a pretty artistic yeah. name. But now. Like I had no attachment, I had none of that, oh, so I had no like expectations going in. I came with a clean slate, other than like I don't like Veritool very much, right? But I'll give this a try. Yeah. And it, some parts worked out. Some parts worked out, and I yeah. like. If I were to give this like an overall rating, I'd say I'd, I'd give it a seven. Yeah. Seven, a seven or a six. Isn't that like that's like five. a general rating? That is a general. I rating. think so. It's, yeah. It's it's like it's good. But I feel like it could have hit harder. It doesn't have you by the balls. Yeah. It, like, it just it, it felt like I was it felt like it kind of felt like a light makeout session and it <laughs> gave me a little bit of blue ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we'll go home now. Yeah, exactly. That's how it felt. I was like, I guess go home now. Especially with that last bit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. For me it's like a seven and a half, but if the songs were shorter, like I mentioned, it would be like an eight probably, or maybe a little bit higher than an eight. Discord gang, chime in. Yeah, wait, Discord gang, what's your opinion on that? Richard. <laughs> I think we lost them. Uh, well, we definitely lost Shane. He said he was tired, so we had to go. Okay. Um, uh, Richard. Oh. Rich, my dude. Where is he? Oh, oh well. All right. Oh, anyway. Well, anyways. <laughs> well, where? Uh, what was Liam's rating? Oh. Um. 
Well, I'm just trying to collect my thoughts after that conversation because I was still thinking about that point I was making about um, like being critical. Although I do agree with your score overall, I definitely give this album like a seven, some like just something in that range. Like it isn't a like for like listening to an album that isn't above average experience, but like I know every tool released before this, like it was pr- relatively disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. I think that. I think the things that made it relatively disappointing really were the fact that the two the two duds of the transition tracks that just were completely boring, and the fact that at least three or four of the mainstay songs, in my opinion, could have been cut down at least by two to three minutes each. Yeah. Um, Fear of Inoculum, I actually am still unsure of if it could have been cut down, because the spaciness of the intro plus where it gets meditative does kind of make me wonder, Is this might... You might need all of this just to get like a good sense of like what the song means. However, I also think that um, between that and the other tracks that are about ten to twelve minutes long, between that, Invincible, Calling Voices, I think that the meditative moments were just a little bit too drawn out, and I think that like it definitely should have hit harder. However, I also think it should have there should have been more opportunity to solo. I don't I don't mean like like. Adam Jones should have gone harder. I mean, like, I wanted something on the level of, like, I was expecting something on the level of, like, the drum solo from 46 and 2 on that album. I never got that on this album. Like, I feel like that's the most disappointing thing to me personally. Yeah. Like, there was just nothing where it was, like, wow, it, like, with the 46 and 2 example, like, that that drum solo is, like, tribal. Like, it's, like, it's, like, an energy that, like, no other tool song replicates. But, like, all of this is by the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the chocolate trip. Dev. Chocolate chip oh, trip. Yes, it's a very yet. interesting. I, I was gonna say that was like it was on, that was kind of like on par with like Moby uh, Moby Dick and Rat Salad, uh, which, <laughs> no, which if you don't know that what that is, uh, Rat Salad is like uh, Black Sabbath's Moby Dick, and Moby Dick is a is a drum solo by John Bottom uh, from Led Zeppelin, and we're just going ham on the fucking drums. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that comparison. That's that's really good. I, I am gonna go a little harder on this one. I am. It's still not. It's still not like it's. I, if I could do points, mm-hmm. like like blank point, it'd be like a seven, like a six point seven, just because of the fact there are songs on here I could be like, okay, skip, skip. Yeah, I'm gonna get to this one. Honestly, yeah. I wanted to skip a lot of songs, <laughs> and I was that's, like, no, let me give a fair review. And yeah. that's the reason. That's the reason why I, I was gonna put it at like a six point five, but that, that is too low. I'm gonna do it like a six point seven, six point eight, just because of the fact. There are songs where I can be like, I can tune out to this. This is awesome. I love that. I love this. And then other times I'm like, skip, skip. And the last song is atrocious. We can all agree <laughs> on that. We can all agree on yeah, that. Yeah, I and, mean, as like a fan of like noise and shit like that, like I think the sound design aspect of that last song is cool. It just didn't fit on this album. I just, no, it didn't. It just, fit it just, yeah. I'm a wall of noise fan. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like like because you have this opening. It doesn't bookend at all. It doesn't fit with the rest of the tone. It doesn't fit with anything, really. It just yeah. feels so... It feels like, we have this extra track. What should we do with it? Yeah. I guess put it on the last board of the belt. They probably could have just cut it out and then swapped the last one with Legion and Oculum. Like, yeah. Legion and Oculum, I feel like, is just some weird, trippy version of Fear and Oculum. Yeah. Like, without, like it's the noise version of it. Well, yeah. Like, you, can, you can close with that. Like, that would be fine. Or cut some of the meditative parts and just mesh them all into one meditative state at the very end. <laughs> yeah. That would have been better too yeah i completely agree with and, that uh, yeah but their creative process is their creative process it's, it's their own thing yeah but final score for me because i didn't sign 
just because the fact other albums I can sit through it all and like be like, okay this album I I'll, I'll go with a, a very similar score I'd say like you know anywhere between a like a seven and an eight somewhere yeah. around there I feel like we were like seven seven in unison about it yeah yeah because like, like even though we all have different points I feel like it's Mater's like hundred hundred. That's fine. Like he, honestly, he he's told me so much about how he loves this album, and that's great because Maynard's actually like a Tool fan. Yeah, he's like what you would. He saw Tool recently, like I think, and well, like a year and a half ago, yeah, two years like, ago. Like he's tried to see him every time. Like, yeah, that's 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 his. Thing. So he's, he's there's very one much dedicated. He made I I I I don't. He was saying like I could do other things. Listen to this album. To me, when I listen to an album, I gotta sit down and give it my full attention. I can't yeah, just same like, here. If, yeah. I mean, if I'm doing other things and playing particular songs, that's a playlist in my mind, not an album. Yeah, for sure. When I listen to an album, because I, I grew up with like vinyl and, and tape, so when you you came home from the record store, you sat down you in front of the whole record player and listened to the front again. You didn't say anything, you didn't do other things. You sat down, and if I was gonna sit down and listen to this whole album, I'd be like, <laughs> Which I did, by the way. I lied down, <laughs> like lit candles, and it was like, man, cut half these songs out already. <laughs> well, when you say like doing things while listening to the album, like that can mean a lot of different things too, That's true. right? He wasn't really specific. Yeah, he yeah, because like I think going on a walk while listening to an album is a lot more appropriate than like you know playing football while listening to it. Holy shit! I'd I'd bike with the. Uh... With that last. Oh, he's back! He's back! <laughs> All right, so we're we're doing final almost rate ratings on there out of this whole album. What rating would you give it? Uh, I I think I'm I'm pretty much in agreement with you guys. Probably somewhere around the seven out of ten or eight out of ten. Do you have more to add to that? It's the same points and everything. Yeah, it's just pretty much the same points. The favorite tracks are probably much the same as you guys. Fear, Inoculum, and Tempest. Yeah. So we can all agree that the hour and twenty six minutes literally could have been cut. Yeah, yeah. just for ten. Yeah, it could have been shaved down just a little bit. Like, yeah. I think so. Not as not as short as like four. Who was the producer like, on this album? Like, uh, I think it was probably. I think the the members don't they produce? I, I think, think it was just Maynard. Yeah. Well, it has different mixing and mastering people. Well, it just like, has tool like, production. Ruben, oh, uh, produced by Joe Barrisi. Yeah, he was the mixing. And oh yeah, I, I was looking at that. I was looking at that guy. He does a shit ton of stuff for Queens of the Stone Age and Kios too. That's really cool. Oh, he does A7X nice. as well. What's his name again? Joe Barrissi. Evil that's, Joe Barrissi. And that's also I was wondering like Our earlier. Barisi. It was like, did they switch producers? Like, did they not like at certain points? Like, I don't want you to do the song. Right. Like, I don't know. That that's that's some time between the twelve years that we haven't seen or thirteen years. Oh, this seen. guy does like a lot of new metal stuff. Yeah. Slipknot. Yeah, it had, it had like a new metal, like early 2000s new metal vibe for a lot of the guitar tones, especially in Tempted. I dig Tempest. it. Oh, no, I dug it. I grew up with a lot of new metal. Like, no, yeah, same. Like, yeah. Uh, a lot of people are going to hate me for this. It probably, it's probably going to avoid my opinion, but uh, huge guilty pleasure of mine's Limp Bizkit. <laughs> oh, yeah, same here. Same here. Yeah! I'll, yeah, I'll be the yeah, first to fucking chains off! Like, what? As long as it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> like, well, yeah, no, yeah, but, okay, you got to admit that first album... Slants. Oh yeah, it's it great. fucking slants. Yeah, it's yeah. Regardless of your opinion of Limp Bizkit, that first album fucking slants. My, my, yeah. That's my a co-worker. great debut album. My coworker literally in two days is saying Papa Roach. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's oh, where I gotta disagree. That's but, what I couldn't. Papa Roach. That's not. I couldn't. Come on, guys. Papa Roach. <laughs> Papa Roach was like trying to be Limp Bizkit. I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Whatever happened to that guy? 
I don't know. They or something? They apparently still post like like uh, cut my life into pieces memes on their Twitter. <laughs> like, that's that's, that's like, the best they could do. They don't have a meme page. I was into that song as a teenager. It was well, I think everybody when you, when you first heard it, you were like, okay, this this kind of slaps, and then yeah. you hear other songs by Papa Roach, you're like, where's the slap? <laughs> <laughs> no slap. That's like how I felt with Disturbed a lot of times. I yeah. don't do that. I, yeah, and I've seen them live, and they're like their energies. Oh, you got to see Disturbed live. I saw them live 2011. It was them. I've heard their concerts are pretty lackluster. They're very like, especially since Godsmack was before them. They were like doing like dual drum solos and things like that, where they real like big energy. And yeah. then Disturbed came on, and it was like, what just happened? I actually enjoyed seeing Disturbed live just because I was with Jacob, and we had just watched the Disturbed meme video where it goes, nubba, 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 nubba. <laughs> so we were just thinking about that the whole time. That meme is like the whole song, what's it, Down With The Sickness, but it's just him doing the ah, 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 like, Oh, there's that one too, but I was talking about the yamma nama nama na one. Did uh-huh. you guys see that? Nama 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 It's so funny. It's like every Disturbed vocal is just yamma nama na, yamma nama Oh, wait, the video Disturbed shreds? Yeah, or no, it's No, the, that, um, that is a good one oh, too. Oh, the anime. I just love the random boo, boo, Ooh, ooh. Oh no, that's slipped my one. Never mind. Hold on. The fucking garbage can that he's in the garbage uh, can. Just oh yeah. Oh my god. Do you guys do Magic Mike? Is a YouTuber? Uh, I was about to say. That's the one. 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 That's <laughs> like, just like random stuff like that. <laughs> like there was a Slipknot build-up song. It was like psychosocial or something, yeah. and then it just opens up with like the clown in this percussion with like a trash can, and he interrupts the vocals by going like, boom, boom, boom. It sounds like a literal trash can. It like, sounds so bad. <laughs> uh, uh, My favorite though is the the fucking uh, uh, fucking fruit salad psychosocial one. Yeah, that was great. That I've slaps. heard that so many times. That the one that slaps though is freaking the freaking baby psychosocial. That one Which actually one? slaps. Baby, baby like Justin Bieber? Yeah, baby. Oh yeah. I, I think I've heard slaps. that like a couple times on like a meme page. Actually slaps all yeah, that's a good one. Point of that, go subscribe to Magic Mike. Okay. <laughs> I think that probably wraps it up. Yeah, I think this is what we got. Is there are there any other points that you wanted to make Elias? Um well, we were gonna talk about Anthony Fantano. Oh yeah, if you guys oh, want yeah, to talk about Fantano, we can. Uh, well, I'm not familiar <laughs> with the, the Anthony Fantano, so I think the, the important things to cover before we wrap up are the Fantano thing and worth the thirteen year wait. Uh, I think that was kind of like Yeah. I don't know if we went too in depth in that, but like I think that's an important thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think um yeah, that's a hard one for me. Does anyone else want to chime in on that? On the 13-year wait? Yeah. Well, let's start with Fantano first. Yeah. So, okay. I think that Fantano's review was mostly fair. However, I will still say that his criticism of, criticism of, eh, criticisms of the performances overall are kind of unfair to me, at least. I think that, well, it, does, it, it isn't like a typical two-album where it's like all the time, like all the members are showing their capability full-time. I do think that at least one member is doing something interesting at some point throughout each song, although it particularly sure. is Danny Carey. Like, that's why I made the point earlier that pissed Ian off so bad about uh, Adam Jones phoning it in. I do think that other than when Adam Jones is like doing a cool riff or soloing crazy, it's not really anything impressive. Mm-hmm. I also think that the bass, the, the bass performances on Fear Inoculum, they're really good. However, they don't 
They don't move past like what the guitar does as much on, on his other albums, I find. Maybe I have to go back and listen to it more to find the nuance there that I'm missing, perhaps. But I do think that the bass didn't have as much depth to it. And that, I think, should have been actually talked about more in that reveal. Well, I also, I also feel maybe because maybe the bass, uh, since maybe because the bass is supposed to support the guitar, and then the, yeah. maybe, since yeah. the guitar wasn't as on point, the bass kind of sounds out weirdly in no sense. Hmm. Yeah. So like the bass is supposed to be like it's supposed to be like the like the supporting character that helps drive the point forward, not the guy that drives it forward by showing off. You know. So when the guitar isn't kind of on point, maybe the bass it, it feels like what. Yeah, maybe it just feels disjointed at times. Yeah, it just mm. feels very. It didn't feel like a lot of times the band was on the same page for a lot of tracks other than Tempest. It's interesting that you say that because at least a Tool fan will tell you, um, like in, in most prior Tool tracks, the basis is actually sometimes the most driving force, especially in like the beginning and the buildup of a song. Uh, at least for Tool, uh, as a band, but like you would think that that wouldn't be the case for other bands, but Tool does that pretty well. So interesting that you bring that up. Well, I mean, I feel like... It, From someone who doesn't usually... Well, I'm saying, but like, it depends on the band as well. Like, Rush does it very well. Like right, he's, he's the singer. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, he's the singer and the synth player. and yeah. He's practically everything, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's you know, Rush, uh, April Wine, uh, Alice in Chains, they do that very well. But, but at the same time, they still recognize the guitar is the main character. Sure, yeah. It is, next to the vocals, it is the main character and the bass is supporting. So yeah. If the bass will chime in every so often, but it can't be, like, I would, I would hate that if that was the case for like every song yeah. on this album or any Tool album. Yeah. But um, Anthony Fantano, yeah. I think it was just, like I said, I got off his point. He didn't like his. I, I can't remember any other time he did review a Tool album. I didn't see the other one. Well, no, it, he hasn't. Yeah, because exactly. he he didn't start until like after uh, Ten Thousand Days came out. It so. was like early twenty tens. Yeah. Started so, doing stuff. That, that being said, I don't know if he has listened to the full discovery. And like I said, he he didn't judge the performances as I feel as he should have. You know? Yeah. Um, that's just my point on, on Anthony. He's a little pretentious. We can keep that in mind. <laughs> Let's just keep that in mind. He didn't like the synth in Chocolate Chip Trip. Yeah, that, that also tripped like, me up too. It's I actually like, like the synth a lot in that track. Yeah, that, I thought it sounds really cool, but I don't yeah. know. He like got mad about the synth in another track too. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't like the weird synths. It might just not be his cup of tea. Yeah. And or maybe it reminds him too much of 70s prog rock. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so who I, knows? When I think of Fantano and all of... Because I, I think I used to watch some of his reviews and stuff. And every time, like, there would be too many points that he'd make where it's like, it's just kind of... It, it's contradictory to, like, what a lot of people say. That's fine. You can have a different opinion. But it's the way that he judged it and the way that he criticized it, it almost felt it was a little personalized. And it felt like he was talking more about his tastes and how he feel that they should have done it based off of his tastes. And he, I know a lot of people like that. That's he's fine. very also he very indie too. Yeah. Like he he pushes indie albums hard. Yeah. Like and he reviews them more likely positive. There are some indie albums that he hasn't, you know, but mostly <laughs> if it's like a like a triple A band, you know, he's gonna be a lot harder on everything. For sure. Literally every every point. So yeah. if he did not like that synth a little bit, he's going to be like, I did not like that synth at all. Well, you know, and he honestly has admitted that on his live streams too. Yeah. Where he does he does criticize bigger bands harder because they should know better. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Is that like wording mm, That's, a, that's kind use? of a fair point. Though. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, 
do they have to push themselves always to that point in every song really yeah, to I would, make it I would to disagree. make it to make it bad? No, call it no. bad. No. I don't think so. I, I mean, like, I would say it's a kind of a fair point, but I wouldn't hold everyone to that standard. That's kind mm. of unfair, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. That's where that's where he kind of gets disjointed a little bit. But that's just that's because I have watched him a lot and I have watched his live streams. It's no disrespect. On, not on regular, but no disrespect to his work, no disrespect mm. to what he does, but. I think pretentious is a very good adjective to use to describe like how he uh, judges and how he criticizes um, work that isn't in his uh, in his normal. And Tool, I don't think he's well, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would listen to Prague, right? Well, or, he like, did any, say that the rest of their discography is flawless. Flawless was yeah, the word he used. That's what that's the word he used. Is this the end? <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Pantano, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> is that your real name? <laughs> yeah, Maynard. And that's why that's why I can't that's why I can't agree with like how he rated the performances of this album. It's just like they are good, you know. It's just like I like I said, there are songs there's some songs that aren't good, but I'm not gonna say like the performance was literally bad. Yeah, like you know, like yeah. and that's, that's the thing about yeah. Tool. Like I would say one of the strongest things about Tool is their performance. They they're solid together. Anyone who's seen Tool live will tell you like like, they sound good live just as much as they sound good on their albums. And I wouldn't say that... Like, so, what you're saying is Fantano would say, like, the performance was subtracted from, like, based well, like, on the track? Like, I can't remember his actual word, but he said, like, most of the stuff, it felt, like, bland and stuff like that. You yeah. Know? Like, yes, I could agree, like, like, I could agree, like, yes, I could skip some songs, but to make it be, like, no, it's, it's bland, not really... I would never say anything it. about that. Like, in this, even in this album. Like, I, I would have to disagree with him saying that. Yeah. And we, even though we did make similar points, we weren't saying it's not it's not listenable. You know? Yeah, like, I, would, I have no feelings towards any. Maybe the last one. And Maybe. what was his overrating again? <laughs> four. Yeah. Well, I see. I wouldn't give it a four. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't in love with it, but I wouldn't give it a four. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, I I think that I think that he gave it a four just because he did find it absurdly patience testing, and I kind of I kind of sympathize with him on that. However, mm. I feel like. It's also weird to, as I'm going back to my original point, criticizing the performances he did, I feel like maybe he just had really high expectations, like, as we were talking about earlier, with the band coming together as they should. And it's like, yeah, Tool does know that, but at the same time, it's like, it is good to get out of your comfort zone as an artist, so For yeah, sure. maybe yeah. they were just trying to let one instrument take its course, and then the band would just follow that. However, that is just the thing about this album is that it didn't pan out perfectly, right. like a two yeah. album usually would. Uh, when you say like you said, patience tester was like the word. You yeah, used. patience testing. W- would you say like, I guess that can transition to like the next question about the whole thirteen year wait thing. Yeah. Or was oh, that what you're referring yeah. to? Like, like whole, yeah, like, I guess. Kind of, well, I would just like say that this just magnifies it more. Yeah, when it's been like more than a decade at that point. And when he was patience test like in the song. Oh, in, yeah, in the while songs. listening to the tracks. Okay, yeah. I misunderstood. But mm-hmm. I, I will agree with that then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, so yeah, brings the next point. What is worth a 13-year wait? Um, for a diehard Tool fan, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I would like, say for a diehard Tool fan, almost, but I really do think that the lack of cohesion as an experience really is the one thing I just... I do think that that was the one thing they should have worked on, regardless of what I mentioned with like the instruments like being structured differently, I still think that they had a lot more potential than they saw in this album. Yeah. I can say when it dropped, I wasn't like, oh, 
exactly. I didn't like freak out or anything. I saw no, it drop. No. I listened to it. I was like, okay, there's there's positives, a couple negatives, but yeah, it's I'm a glad one. I'm glad they released that single first because I kind of knew going in that it might not be what I was expecting. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. But yeah, I kinda, I mean, I'll say I was. Surprised when they dropped Tool, I thought it was gonna be like half like three. It was never gonna happen. <laughs> Everybody was like, "Oh, dude, what that new Tool?" I'm like, "It's never gonna fucking happen." Uh, I yeah. suppose in that light, then yeah, there is some like kind of shock value in there. I think like, that oh, they, they did it. I'm like, okay, I'll say this: I don't regret listening to the album because I got to sit down and talk with you guys about it. And it was, this has been really fun. And yeah. but secondly, I also let Temptus album. I, I'm in love with to be honest. So it's. I think it, through a craftsmanship eye rather than as a tool fan, I think 13 years was it worth it. Maybe they could have released a little sooner. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like they were doubting themselves maybe a little too much. Perhaps. Because yeah. I feel like every artist, when they're working on something for so long, they're like, because uh, 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 I can attest to it. I've worked on multiple screenplays for four years straight, and I'm like, is this even any good at this point? Right. Like, yeah. ugh, just throw it out there. I don't care. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not saying they did that, but like, so maybe from a craftsmanship point, Yes and no. Maybe it was. It probably was kind of worth the wait, but still didn't hate it. I I enjoyed it. Sure, I enjoyed it. Just wish it was short. Yeah, <laughs> make it summarize. I, I think we're all on that same page. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly yeah. don't think it was worth the thirteen year wait because bringing back to Richard's point, how like how it changes, how music changes, and like back to his point about like how it was working with other albums that have pulled from other albums, I think if it was released sooner, it would probably have been received a little better. I think so, too. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's why I personally don't think it was worth a 13-year wait to release that. Yeah, and yeah. plus, it's like, we don't know how long it's going to take for the next one, you know, mm-hmm. and we're hoping that the next one will be maybe a little bit more exciting. Oh, we'll be dead. Yeah. It'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. be funny Fair right point. after, like, a year later, like, hey, we actually have another album. All the other fucking shit we cut. <laughs> it's been a while, so we're going to release an album every year. Sorry, guys. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's all the points we want to make, I think that's a pretty good uh, wrap up. Yeah, yeah, this has been the listening circle, ladies and gents. <laughs> if that's what we're going to call it. We still don't know yet. I don't know yet. I don't know yet but... <laughs> but I like that name. It's a good idea. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, we are currently looking for, well, I haven't asked anyone in the room yet, but we need someone to like make a logo and everything once we have a name. So, I've worked um, as a graphic designer. Perfect. Awesome. We'll get that done. It'll, we'll have a website up. It's going to be on all platforms that you're probably listening to it on right Gucci now. Gang. So, uh, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. All right. Uh, cool. Thank you Peace. all for listening. Thank Peace you out. Thank you guys. Much love.